All right, all right, all right. Welcome, welcome, guys. How is everyone doing out there? Welcome back to another edition of Health Talk with the Mods, our podcast where we discuss everything health and wellness, including the mind and the body. So this week for our podcast, we have a pretty interesting topic um, that is not necessarily like out of my league, but kind of is. <laughs> uh, I will tune in as best as possible. I'm going to allow Dana to kind of take the reins on this one, but um, I thought it was a pretty interesting topic when she explained it to me. Uh, so we're going to share that with you guys. So what are we talking about today? So it actually kind of stems from, so a few years back, there was a um, Like a Girl campaign um, that actually um, always the tampon <laughs> company kind of um, initiated. Um, and really what it stemmed from was the reality that um, there is a difference in self-esteem between girls and boys. Um, so girls' self-esteem drops twice as much than boys during puberty. Um, and the reality is women never regain the pre-puberty level of self-esteem. Um, and it's funny because the first time I saw that video, like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm on my period or like, is this really like hitting my emotions like this? Um, because I actually do remember like getting to a point where I realized, wait, there is a difference. And I'll say there is a difference from the perspective of other people are telling me that there's this difference. Whereas as a child, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, um, cause you know, just a little bit about me, you know, I was a tomboy. Like I hung with the boy. I literally had no female friends, <laughs> like probably up until the age of, oh my goodness. When did I get like my first like real girlfriend? I it, it probably was like right before I came along. Like to yeah, be honest, I, it may not have been even been to like your late teens. Yeah. I literally think I was at least maybe 17 before like I could really say, oh, I had a really good, you know, female friend. Like I really, really just vibed with boys. Like that was like who I just hung out with. Um, I love, like, I still love football. I love, you know what I mean? Like I love some things that would be classified more as a guy thing. Um, so I remember that moment. Like I remember that moment, like where there was something that I wanted to do. And I thought that, you know, I by myself was good enough for it. And I was told, well, unless you marry somebody that is in that industry, you're not going to be able to do it. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, that was the first time I, I ever heard that, like, wait, there's a difference. Like, that is strange to me. So I just thought that, like, this is something that we need to bring awareness to. Like, we have a little girl. We have a little boy. Um, it's important that we understand like, because we think of like when kids go through puberty and it's like a lot going on in their bodies, their hormones, um, their emotions, like there's emotions that they don't even realize and they can't really control and um, follow. But yet um, this is a vulnerable state where now to add on to that, they're going to have some other negative thoughts and negative things going on. So the reality is during this test, like they spoke with girls that were like 14 and older and it was like, run like a girl. And 
when they ran like a girl, it was like the stereotypical running like a girl, right? Like it was mm. uh, like a little flimsy, you know, I'm flicking my hair and stuff like that, right? Okay. And it was the exact same thing with boys of that age. They're making a mockery of it because it was like, like a girl, quote unquote. Like, whereas the younger girls, when they did the same testing, when they were like, run like a girl, they ran as fast as they could. When they were like, fight like a girl, they were throwing blows as well as they yeah, could. Oh, right. Yeah. And when they were asked, well, when someone says do something like a girl, is that an insult? And like the little girls are like, I don't know. Because kind of the way you're saying it makes it seems like it might be an insult, but I don't know. Whereas the older ones, they're like, wow, like that's a reality check. Like when we say you hit like a girl, is that supposed to be a compliment? Uh, I wouldn't think so. I mean, but okay, so... In that vein, in that vein, let's let's back up a little bit because I guess it's one of those things where the phrase "like a girl" has always been uh, looked at as an insult because typically women have been viewed throughout history as the weaker sex. So how people take that sometimes is, is not necessarily uh, to say that women are weak, but in comparison to like a man, they would use it as an insult for a man, I believe. So if I am a boy and let's, cause I think one of was one of the uh, things they told him to do or the common phrase is he throw like a girl. Mm -hmm. So like if I was a young boy who could not throw a baseball, then that insult would come out that you throw like a girl. But on the flip side, are there not, I mean, going through high school, I know we had a girls softball team and there were plenty of girls who could play just as well, if not better, than some of the guys, right? So the premise of the spot was at what point did like a girl become an insult? And, and the reality is it's society. It's the stereotypes that have perpetuated this idea um, because, again, it shouldn't be you're weak because you're a girl, it should be you're weak because you're not strong, right? You're like, weak because you're weak. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's like, why does it have to be classified, you know, according to um, gender. a gender? Yeah. And I think that's where the problem is. And that's where the awareness needs to come in. Um, because here's the reality, like in those tween ages, when you start going into teenage, like honestly, statistically at that point most of the time the girls are actually academically and physically more advanced than the boys are yeah that's what they say um <laughs> i mean I, I have to see the science i don't disagree you know but i i feel like what's what's interesting about that is like from the male perspective um just necessarily and, and I grew up with two sisters and uh and I'm proud of the women that they became and I've watched them go through uh some of the changes that they went through in life and I just think you know like you mentioned a huge part of it is society uh, because I come from a family where most of the women are very uh prissy so to speak so to be told that they do something like a girl their response probably would be, yeah, I know. 
because that's like in their mind um, and from the way that we were raised, it was very much be a lady in every aspect. So they were okay with that. But again, so then that's kind of perpetuating the stereotype. So when we're saying be a lady or be a girl, according to what definition? Again, as long as it's not saying, well, one is less or one is more. So at the end of the day, there is not a stereotype to what it looks like in order to be strong or weak because of your sex. So I, I wonder, is that so much of an issue because um, most men feel intimidated by a woman who's capable of doing what they are uh, capable of or maybe even surpassing them in certain fields? Like I think of, um, you know, a big one comes to mind is, is sports. And throughout history, women were told, oh, you can't play sports. It's a man's thing. Fast forward to 2018, and I mean, they had a WNBA league. Uh, you have uh, athletes like Serena Williams, who plays hard and is at the top of her game, right? So, no doubt. I mean, I, it's just, to me, it's obvious. There, there are some men that still feel intimidated by that. Mm-hmm. And going back to thinking about, like, um, you know, a young girl progressing as a uh, preteen and a teenager and how uh, at that age maybe they are more advanced than uh, most young boys that probably bothers them mm-hmm. you know so much so and, and what is the biggest or what is the the way that most people respond when uh, they feel threatened or intimidated is they try to bring you down to their level or bring you below that to make themselves feel on top so I really feel like that's probably where that stems from. Uh, it's a fear that um, a woman might be viewed as equal to her male counterpart. So therefore, from a young age and even in society, they've had to break that down. Right. And the reality is they are equal. Like, And that's where, again, different cultures, different societies are going to... Um, have different stereotypes on those certain things. Um, Now, granted, in the fact that they have the same equal capabilities, um, not everybody can drive the car at the same time, right? Right. (laughs) Like, so it is also important to designate certain roles, but each family, each person, it's going to look a little bit different. You know what I mean? Like you might have the woman that works outside the home and the man that stays at home, but that doesn't negate either person's role, right? He's still the man. She's still the woman. If that is what, you know, that family structure looks like. Um, but it doesn't make one better. And it doesn't make one worse. And it doesn't make one stronger. And it doesn't make one weaker. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And, it, and so then I think the next thing to really, really think about is especially when we have um, young girls, um, tweens, teenagers, young ladies, like how can we help them at each one of those levels to be able to combat some of those things that are just going to naturally come anyways? I mean, first and foremost, of course, we want to change the world and make this society, you know, more accepting and things like that. But the reality is 
we're only going to be able to do so much of that. So then how can we prepare um, our little ones? How can we prepare girls to be able to know that this is what it's going to look like as they're getting older? And this is um, how you fall back on being able to combat those things. So they're not insecure when they become, you know, young women and they go into adulthood and struggle with some of those things. So I would say probably a huge part of that is uh, a young girl's relationship with their father. And then the only reason I say that is uh, because I feel like, you know, a huge part of society uh, raise women to be dependent upon a man for everything, like even for the way that they look, think, and feel. Um, but having a daughter, like recognizing the relationship that I have as a father with my daughter, like she should feel secure and that security should come from her father. So that at the end of the day, when she's out in the real world and she's dealing with some of these, uh, you know, the naysayers or the, the insecurities that are being thrown her way, well, what is her one one piece of stability in life? And that is her dad, you know. Um, that, I think that's that's a huge part of it, you know, because... There are a lot of women that maybe they don't have the greatest relationship with their father, and maybe that's caused some insecurities for them. And then it's a compound effect. So they had that first relationship uh, torn, and that's made them insecure. And then now they have to deal with the other uh, naysayers that, that compound that insecurity. Mm -hmm. But now the reality is a lot of fathers are not there, though. So for the girl, for the young lady that doesn't have a father, um, what other things could they do actionably to be able to combat some of those things? Um, and granted, I feel like with having that father, like a huge part of that is that confidence um, and acceptance. So whether you're looking from outside or within, you have to first accept yourself where you are for who you are. Um, and at that time in their life, that's going to be very difficult because they don't even know who they are fully. You know what I mean? Like, because they're having changes that they don't understand. So they need to be educated on that. They need to understand that like, Hey honey, like this time of month when you're getting emotional, this is what's going on in your body. Like, this is what's going on in your system. This is the response. It's okay. It's normal. This is what happens to young girls. This is what happens to women. Like, it's okay. Um, accept yourself for who you are. Get through that and know that that doesn't make you less of a person because you got emotional because you have it happened to be that time of the month and you know little johnny said that your ponytails were crooked like and you got overly emotional and then now you're mad at yourself because you're overly emotional the reality is you had high estrogen levels and you know what i mean like there's this hormonal imbalance like when you can understand that then you can accept the fact that like oh it's not that i'm just super super sensitive i'm actually being emotional because my hormones are off balance or, you know, there's actually something chemically going on in my brain. Like, so it's more than me not being able to handle this situation or accept this situation. Mm -hmm. I accept myself for who I am, what I am and how I can get through these things.
So, so that's interesting. Uh, and I don't know if this is going slightly off topic here, uh, but I'll, I'll just give you an example. So in my line of work, there are not very many women and the women who are, um, more confident in their ability within the field, uh, who are kind of outspoken, like the men hate that. They're like, I don't want to work with her. She's difficult to work with. This is that and the other. Um, and my perception is, it's not necessarily that she's difficult to work with. It's just that you're not used to being around a woman who has that confidence mm. who is outspoken. So here's my question though. So in those types of scenarios where the chemistry of your body and your mental and emotional state, um, is there, I guess, like a, uh, an exception when it comes to professionalism because I feel like to a certain extent uh, and this is more so in the, in the workplace so we're not talking about you know, like a, a young teenage girl we're talking about an adult woman here um, is that should there be some an exception made in the workplace uh, maybe because there is a moment of a lapse of professionalism because of something like that no um because again we're only talking about like teenage girls, um, tweens, people going through this stage because that's where the impact happened. That's where um, the insecurity started. Um, and so we want to um, be proactive versus reactive. Um, not saying that, oh, once you're scarred and emotionally damaged, now we don't care anymore. But that's a whole nother subject, right? So the reality is, as an adult, I understand, like, I've had enough, you know, periods and things where I understand what's happening with my body. So I don't necessarily, you know, have those same moments where I feel insecure because I'm emotional and I responded a certain way. Like, um, so again, we have to go back to that, that tween, that teenage, um, level and understand that while that development is happening, this is what we need to instill with them. This is what they need to understand with that confidence. So is it, it's more a matter of uh, reinforcing the positives at that young age where they're, where they're still developing mentally and emotionally. Um, because so you're going to constantly be combating, right? So at that age, I wonder, like, do they just believe everything that is told to them, you know, by, you know, maybe kids that they're in school with or, you know, other people that they interact with. And there's that constant battle, right? Because you constantly have to try to undo the negative uh, reinforcements that they're having with other individuals. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. So I, I guess my... My point that I'm making, and maybe I didn't address it uh, as a question, but the point I'm making is just there's going to be constant, uh, you know, even as, as our daughter, Zayla, grows, um, she's almost nine. And I'm like, wow, like the person that she is now, like if anyone's ever met our daughter, like she's super confident. Miss um, Ayla, like is always on the ball. She, you know, she's just confident in who she is. Like she doesn't follow the crowd usually she's the trendsetter so my fear for her is when she starts to get to that age where 
now she's dealing with people where you can't do this because you're a girl or I don't want you around because no girls allowed. Um, the effects that they have that that has where now she's going to start to feel excluded and start to question, well, what's wrong with me? Uh, why is it that I can't, that I'm not allowed to do certain things because I'm a girl? Like, how do we combat that? Because I know as a father, like, when I talk about, you know, being that stability, for me, I'm thinking that now I have to go back and undo what everyone else told her that she can't do. And the reality is, you might. Because, um, again, you can't change what society and other people are putting. We have a level of control over that, but we, we definitely don't have full control. Um, so one thing that I think is so important to keep in mind is confidence is an essential ingredient for turning thoughts into action, wishes into reality. As boys and girls take risks and see the payoffs, they gain courage to take more risks in the future. So we want to set them up in opportunities and situations. That's why there's certain things that are good for kids. Like it's good for them to be in sports. It's good for them to um, practice instruments. It's good for them to, you know, be in swim different activities. That's going to allow them to push themselves because when they succeed, it's going to allow them to have more courage. When they succeed, they're going to be more confident within themselves. But the reality though also is conversely, confidence is absent can inhibit the very sort of behaviors, risk taking, failure and perseverance that build it back up. So they're going to have that constant back and forth, but it's good because again, you know, we wanna go back to the fact that failure is an opportunity to learn, but how you approach when something fails is going to be how they react to it, right? So if they're in a situation where they fail and you're like, oh my God, you failed. Well, they're going to take that as I am a failure. And then their confidence starts waning, right? Whereas you look at that same situation and you say, you weren't successful in that. What did it teach you? What did you learn? How could next time we make this better? Then they have that growth mindset. Then they have that idea that, okay, it didn't turn out the way I wanted to, but it's not that I'm a failure. It's that I made different, I made certain situ situations and decisions that could have turned out better. So let me learn from it. Let me grow from it and then decide to move from that. And that's the same thing that we have to do with our young tweens, girls, and boys. Because the reality is, too, they're going to have some insecurities. It, we're specifically, we're talking about the girls because it's just more. But little boys have the same exact thing. They are not going to be as secure before puberty, at, after puberty. And that's the reality of our kids. So we have to put things in place to help them to really, really grasp, love, and understand the process. See, so really quickly, I just want to chime in on that bit. So, I mean, granted, boys need the support too, but this is why it's totally different for a girl. So it just made me think of like our son as he gets older um, and he starts going through changes and that confidence starts to wane. And even at four, what do I tell him? I said, it's okay, be a big boy. Or as they get older, we're told, be a man. Like, that's a good thing, right? 
So, but I think that plays into a stereotype. Why would it be be a man? Why wouldn't it be whatever your child's name is the the best version of you? And that's a good point. Is this a reflection of you being the best you? Because the reality is we don't want to compare ourselves to another boy. We don't want to compare ourselves to another girl. We don't want to compare ourselves to anything more than who we want to be. Because comparison is the big joy. Right. I want to be a better me. I want to be better Dana. I don't I don't need to be like you. I don't need to be like Sally May's mom. You know, whatever. Like I need to be a better version of myself. Um and growth mindset is we understand that we're not perfect. We're not trying to be perfect, right? We are going to stumble. We're going to fall. Failure is a great thing. We embrace failure, right? Because the reality is it means we learned. And there's nothing that you're just going to be amazing at all the time. Wow. I mean, that gives me something to think about, um, you know, because from a male standpoint, it's just something that we're so used to. And so, like, now, like, so I'm always of the philosophy, when you know better, you do better, right? Mm -hmm. um, and looking forward to dealing with Ayla as she grows, uh, that's going to take some conscious uh, corrections to make. Um, because that stereotype, like, gender stereotype is so ingrained in our society that we don't even recognize when it happens. Absolutely. But I'm sure women recognize when it happens more so than men. Well, and I would say that I feel like even women don't necessarily see it because to me, it didn't hit me until I'm watching this video and I'm seeing the studies and the statistics and it's like, oh, that does all make sense, right? Like, so I feel like, again, that's why we need to be and build the awareness. I actually love that, like, um, one of the little songs that um, our daughter just absolutely loves, it's called Like a Girl. And um, and, and it, it really is. It's all about little girl empowerment. And it's like, I kick like a girl. I sing like a girl because I am a girl. Like, it's cool to be a girl. You know what I mean? Like, and again, it, and it's not to say... You know, because I'm a girl and you're a boy, you should feel bad about being a boy. But it's just a I don't know. I don't take it that way. <laughs> girls were my best friends all through most of my life. So, but it's just the reality again to accept yourself. Like, be okay in your own skin. Be the best version of you. Okay. Well said. Uh, all right. Anything else that you wanted to add before we close out? No, I don't think so. I just think that, again, like, let's build awareness. Let's talk to our little girls, our little boys, um, because all of us need to um, be aware of this and reprogram. So I think it's, it's important for both. Um, there's too much going on, honestly, that, like, just breaks my heart when I think about um, little ones and them feeling like they have no way out, um, you know, hurting themselves, hurting other people. Um, again, because they haven't felt secure. And so it's our job to do that. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and end there then. 
Uh, and thank everybody for tuning in. Hopefully you found this, this content of value. Uh, if you have, continue to like, share, and subscribe. Feel free to leave comments. Um, but until the next one, everyone stay healthy, stay aware, and we will see you then. Take care now. We are so grateful for you. Thank you so much.